Hello, and welcome to a Guy Called West podcast. Now for this special episode, I want us all to take the time to reconnect with our inner selves. I know that the outside world has been causing you damage, trauma, pain, sadness, whatever it may be. Maybe this day has been hard for you. This week has been hard for you. Shoot, maybe even this year has been hard for you. But what I want us to do for this special episode for right now is to kind of close our eyes. Breathe in and breathe out as we try to disconnect ourselves from anything that may any anything that may be causing us any type of distress. Any, hey, yo, hold up. Yo, the fuck, man! Every time I'm trying to record, every time I'm trying to sleep, every time I'm trying to do some. This fly keep on buzzing around. Interfecting with my whole interfecting with my whole proximity bubble. Everything I bought this apartment knowing that there wasn't no flies. How do flies begin in this ass? Like yo, next time I see him, it's not even. It's not even the bug spray. It's just straight shoot. Hey yo, hold up. I feel like the best way that we could start out this episode is by talking about the definition of self-care. Well, according to Wikipedia, self-care is the process of taking care of oneself with behaviors that promote health and active management of illness when it occurs. Self-care can be exercised through meditation, cooking, working out, or my favorite, sleep. I didn't hear about self-care until I was like 18 years old. Before then, I was pretty much unaware. I look back on my childhood and I would say I unknowingly practiced self-care by not doing anything on a random Saturday. As a kid, I just did whatever I enjoyed doing, which was playing video games, playing outside, and watching TV. Then again though, I didn't really have much responsibility other than school or chores, so it's not like there was much to self-care from. But nowadays... (laughs) Nowadays... I have a whole list of responsibilities and obligations that I give myself, my time, and so much just of me, too, that it makes me feel like I need to take time out of my day to just take care of myself now. In the Black community, self-care wasn't a big thing for a while, especially amongst Black men. Then again, it is hard to focus on oneself when you grow up in a culture that's so used to taking care of others. Historically, minorities have had to climb up the ladder in society by proving their worth to people in position of power and opportunity. Let's take women, for example. Throughout history, women have been primary, have been the primary family caregivers to children and older family members since the early 1700s. In fact, according to caregivers.org, 75% of all caregivers are female and spend as much as 50% more time providing care than males. I'll take it even further. Have you ever wondered where the term strong black woman come, came from? No one knows who coined the term, but the trope is uniquely American and originated from slavery to present day. 
Black women have been valued for their labor and endurance, both literally and figuratively. It has been a common trope to view black women as women who suppress their emotions and never let anyone see them sweat. Black women are ambitious, supportive, loving, capable, and resilient. But let me ask you, if they're all these things for others, who's the same for them? Now, these are just two examples of how culturally minorities have had to take care of others before themselves. And me flexing how much I paid attention in women's history class back in college. All these years of neglecting self-care has caused me to identify myself as someone who is at their best when they take care of others. I began to think I didn't have value if I wasn't making others feel happiness and peace. I would value their well-being over mine. According to psychologytoday.com, neglecting self-care has led to the increase of anxiety, distractibility, anger, and fatigue, as well as decreases in sleep, relationships, satisfaction, self-esteem, empathy, and compassion, all of which I have lacked from. So, as I'm getting older, I'm trying to find more ways of how I can better take care of myself. See, I would try to do the same thing for myself that I've done for others, but everyone's love language is different. So I've taken time out of my life to kind of discover what are my love languages? How can I make Wesley happy? And what I've found is that a few ways that I could do that is by dedicating a whole day just to myself. And what I mean just to myself, I mean just to my motherfucking self. That means no one call me, no one text me, no one asks me for anything. I don't want any obligations from work, school, friends, family, no one. I turn off the phone for the whole day. I'm not going to tell you which day, but just know I'll have it off for the whole day. I meditate for however long it takes me to meditate or fall asleep. And I just relax for that whole entire day. But even that doesn't set me at ease throughout my week. And I would say like 2021, I was working at a dental office in the Bay Area. And throughout my years of working there, I ran into a coworker who was so much at ease, calm. He looked like he just floated through life, even though he was like six foot seven, but he still just floated throughout life. He made everyone feel welcomed. He never was troubled. He never let anything throw off his or throw off his aura. So naturally, I just had to ask him, what was the keys? What were the keys to this peace, this inner peace, this meditation, all of these things? So I sat down with my good friend, Dr. Kwame Elam, and had a conversation about self-care, meditation, and all these things that I was talking about at the beginning of this episode before that fly buzzed in. What I want to know is what, before you really like figured out what self-love and self-care was, what did you think it was before? We, as humans, as we go, grow older, need to help others around us. And so I took on that responsibility at a very young age. And for me, self-love was getting validated for being and playing the role that I needed to play in my family so that we were happy, healthy, on good terms, pleasant experiences. Even though we moved around a lot, we were able to maintain a sense of family. And so everyone in the unit had a role to play. And so from playing that role... And I played the role well, well enough to get validated. And so the more I got validated, the more I wanted to play that role. And as I got older, the role started to be a little bit exhausting. Mm -hmm. So I started to push back a little bit. 
And so I was met with resistance. And so with that came my attitude towards authority, my relationship with vulnerability, my relationship with my emotions. They were skewed. And they were skewed in a way that fit the mold that I needed to fit in for my family, for the school, for the church, for whomever, my you know romantic partners, all of them, I needed to be something. So before I knew what self-love was, it was serving those around me. And when I say serving, I mean being what I need to be to get said response from them. So if I knew my dad or my mom didn't like hearing this, didn't like seeing this, didn't like hearing me say this, then I would act accordingly mm-hmm. and mold myself into whatever I needed to be for said authority figure. Yeah. So a bit of a survival technique, but at the same time, no room for what I was actually feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it was kind of, it's kind of almost like, like you're doing what just is giving you the positive feedback. For me, especially as I've gotten deeper into the healing practice, I try to listen to what my body needs. You know, there are, of course, some cons- constants, right? Mm-hmm. There's this acronym that Jay Shetty uses. I think that's twice I've mentioned his name now. And it's called time. So T is thankfulness. So whether you do it the night before or first thing in the morning, write down what you're grateful for. Whether mm. it's five things I like to do, five things that I'm grateful for in the morning, anything from I am smiling right now or I'm grateful for my breath right now. If I can't think of anything, I'm grateful that I'm breathing, right? I is intention, introspection. So just taking time to go inside and investigate how you're feeling. Looking in the mirror, saying I love you. Sadhguru, one of my favorite meditation therapists, says to smile. First thing you wake up, it only takes 20 seconds. And M is for meditate. So taking 10 minutes, even if it's just five minutes, it's something to just still your body. It really does allow the vibrations to settle in. Mm -hmm. And E is for exercise, whether that's yoga, doing some jumping jacks. If you're not physically able, you know, move around. Mm -hmm. Your knees are bad. I like to swim when I can. So it it, it helps to get it in in a myriad of ways and to keep it creative. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I'm, you know, sometimes I won't always write in the journal. Sometimes I'll take a pencil or a coloring pen and I'll write on a piece of construction paper and just write it out. You know, maybe I won't write it the same way. You know, maybe I'll write it diagonally in my journal or something like this. So just to keep it creative, maybe I'll write it in my phone. You know, Mm -hmm. So those things are constants. But as you expand outward, it's important to recognize what your body needs throughout the day. But really, it's about listening to my body. And I think that that goes with your diet. It goes with exercise. You know, I don't have a very strict gym regimen, but I, I go consistently a couple of times out of the week at least. And oh man, I don't know. I do yoga every day, some yes. kind of stretching. It, mm-hmm. You know, yoga is life. Water is life. Meditation is life. Yeah. I think you got those three things in your regimen. You can do anything else and be fine. I remember I got I got to high school and there was a Nas song, um, Illmatic, yeah. New York State of Mind. Yeah. At the end of every single verse that he that he says on that track, mm-hmm. he says, "I never sleep because sleep is the cousin of death." Yeah, I took that a little too literally. Yeah. 
I'm not going to lie. I took that a little too literally. And then I went on this deep dive of like motivational speakers. Yeah. You know, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. Sure. People saying like, you got to go days without eating. You got to go days without sleeping. All of this was just building in me as a young age to where I get older and I'm like trying to treat that to everything. You know, I get a job and I got to treat it the same way. I got to treat school the same way. And then it becomes harder to pay attention to my body. Uh, I know we did dive into talking about why it was tough for us um, to implement self-love. But why do you think it is just like in general for people a little bit more specific men, a little bit more more specific black men to take the time to say, all right, let's let's like self care for ourselves. You know, that's a great question. I'm gonna take the time out to shout out A D right now, Anthony Davis for the shout Lakers. Out. Yeah. I don't know how you guys feel about him, but he is on the bench a lot. Yeah. Because he's always injured. But I just think he's taking care of his body. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's like late 20s. He doesn't care, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yo, I'm hurting a little bit. I'm not going to play right now because I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. So I think that the ego behind always being an Iron, Iron Man is so powerful. And it's so ingrained in us that it drives a lot of our behavior. Mm. And this behavior is the antithesis of an awareness to what's actually going on. And so we can go back to talking about what true strength is. Is true strength being able to bench 300 pounds or is it understanding that your body may not be able to take that every day for however long during the summer that you need to do it Mm -hmm. to make the team, right? So how can you balance that? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a deconstruction of sorts, mm-hmm. and you've gone through it, mm-hmm. where you've gotten to a point where your body is screaming at you. So, not to cut you off, no, I was just at the gym today, yeah, and yeah. I was doing the bench press, and I'm like, man, back in high school, I was doing, I was doing two fifteen. I could do it again. I, I put the plates on, and then I sat down. I'm trying to lift it off. I'm like, hey, I don't know if I could do it again like I used to when I was in high school. And then I, I got it off, and I was like, you know what? Ain't nobody watching, you know. I ain't my coach is in here, you know. All the people that I grew up with, you know, it's different. I'm an adult now. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I can't just be showing off. You know, there's a lot of fear that goes into it, right? Mm-hmm. Fear of not being good enough. Fear of not mm-hmm. being accepted. Fear mm-hmm. of not being strong enough, right? And so, I don't have the answers. I'm struggling. Right? I was on my. Um, I had to call my therapist this morning, mm-hmm. talking about authenticity and looking myself in the mirror and asking the hard questions about what it is I want. Not, you know, out of my life, out of my body, out of my relationships, out of my you know work experience. What do I want? Because how you do one thing is how you do everything. And you just said it, right? Yes. You got super into <laughs> whatever it was you were doing and it translated to every aspect of your life. And, you know, you want to be gentle with yourself. You want to be caring. You want to be nurturing. You want to be aware of what your body needs. But none of this is you're either first or you're last, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, I'm stronger than you. I'm better than you. I'm more better looking than you. I'm all these things. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, number one, whatever. Mm-hmm. This isn't an awareness. This is a sacrifice. And so you have to ask yourself, how much do you want? Are you willing to sacrifice? Because I don't know who winning all these championships. It comes at a cost. 
I don't know why I keep thinking about the Lakers. I was watching them. <laughs> Westbrook sitting up here. Uh huh. <laughs> Westbrook was at the free throw line today, uh-huh. like literally earlier today, and he missed one free throw. And then he got the ball back. And he was kind of smirking and laughing. And I'm thinking to myself, this dude is like, he's either crazy or <laughs> he's in his happy place, and he's uh-huh. good because he doesn't care about what other people think of him. I mean, missed a free throw. Austin Rivers got the rebound. LeBron got this super jam back. It was dope. Anyway, uh-huh. watch the highlight. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. My point is, there's no, it doesn't seem like there's any fear in him to fail. And that's empowering because if you can relinquish your identity with being the MVP, being a star player, being the man, not to say that Westbrook has done this, but at some point, these are all questions that we have to ask ourselves. What do we want to be on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. What do we want to be? Not but does everyone else want us to be? What does my body need? What does my spirit need? What is my mental need right now? And so if I were just being my authentic self, that would have been just as fine than trying to be what I thought they wanted me to be. And so I end up hurting people inadvertently, trying to be something I'm not thinking this is what the people want. And so to anyone who's listening out there, please be your most authentic self because it's the only way you're going to get what you say you want. And I'm still trying to figure out what it is I want. And you're getting a little bit closer. Every therapy session is like a little bit closer. Yeah, <laughs> It helps. It helps. Get therapists to help. And it's not cheap though. I'm like, <laughs> hey, no, I'm like, thank you. Right, definitely it, say that. Like, like, yo, like I'm like you. You're not crazy. You just you're just broke. Yeah, like man, I can't afford. Not, it. I yeah. can't afford the therapist. A lot of people can't afford that. I don't know what they have online. It's like I don't know cheap therapy. I guess it's like fast food. I don't. I don't know. Who y'all talking to, man? When I was in high school, I had a freshman one-on-one class. Well, we all did. In this class, we did an activity where we had five tennis balls and like 300 little beads. The objective was to fit all of them in one jar. What we found out was that when we put the beads in first, we weren't able to fit in the tennis balls. However, we were able to fit everything in when we placed the tennis balls in first and then the beads after. Our teacher told us that this symbolized our priorities in life. The tennis balls were a representation of our responsibilities that we needed to get done, while the beads represented our hobbies and things that we want to do. From that day forward, all the way through high school, through college, I valued those responsibilities not just over things that I want to do, but also over my own mental and physical health. What I've learned to implement in my daily life is to start my day with self-care. Before I talk to anyone or look at my phone, I take care of myself first. What does that look like? Well, in the morning, meditate five five to 15 minutes, stretch, exercise, read, say daily affirmations, wash my face, brush my teeth, and take a shower. After that, then I can start the day. Now, some people may be thinking like, yo, that sounds like it take a lot of a lot of time. I ain't got time like that. Well, you're not Wesley. And what I mean by that is that for me, I'm a little bit different. I wake up at 4 a.m. every day because I'm just a morning person like that. I don't like staying up 
past like 9 p.m. I got things that I got to do. So I go to sleep like around 7 p.m., wake up 4 a.m., do all of these morning things. And after that, it's like, I would say 6, maybe 6.30 a.m., maybe 7 a.m. And then that's when the work starts. That's when it's school, work, whatever responsibilities I got to get taken care of. I normally get all of that taken care of like around 5, 6 p.m. Once 5, 6 p.m. comes, basically the same thing that I was doing in the morning, I'm doing at the end of the day. Stretch, meditate, daily affirmations, wash my face, all of those things. And then back to bed 7 p.m. and wake up and do it all again the next day. Final word. As we grow older, the world takes more and more from us, and we feel obligated to give ourselves to our jobs, careers, and relationships, but we forget about ourselves in this process. You can't love anyone until you love yourself, so take the time to decompress from stress and obligations of life. Whether it's taking an hour, a day, a month, shoot, even a year, take as long as you need to remind yourself how important of a role you play in this movie called life. Because once you find the love within yourself, you'll no longer need to search for it in other people. As a matter of fact, if you'll allow me, I'd like to end this episode with a quick 30-second meditation session to ease the mind and send you off. Got that nigga! But thank you for coming as your authentic self. And thank you just by doing that, you've managed to change my life and I'm sure so many other people's lives for the better. Thank like you. I if I never would have met you, I never would have been meditating yeah. first thing in the morning. <laughs> Turning my phone off for a whole day? Oh, my mama would have beat me. <laughs> <laughs> like all of these different things because I, I made the decision I want to take care of Wesley before I take care of everybody else. Thank and you. I want to just say thank you for thank that you. from the bottom of my heart and continue doing that because you're going to, the same change that you made in me, yeah. you're going to make to hundreds of uh, other people. Uh, and that's the beauty of life, man. You know.